The Christmas break gives us three things every year. The World Juniors, the NHL Winter Classic, and the NHL All-Star Game announcements. And no matter what the host city is, no shortage of controversy ahead of the big game because there are some talents that probably should be on this list that are not, uh, thanks to the at least one player per team rule. Um, so we ask who got snubbed, who deserved to be here, and who will ultimately win the million dollar prize. Episode 200 of the Lace em Up podcast starts right now. And now, it's time to Lace em Up. Here's Brett and Steve. And welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Steve Ellsworth. I'm Brett Dubach. And to kick off 2020, it is actually our 200th episode, if you can believe it. I can't. Um, Just a a quick thank you to all of our listeners um, who have been with us since day one. Um, 200 episodes um, is something special. And 100 episodes was something special. But just the fact that uh, we've continued to do this for about four years now, I think we're we're past the four-year mark year, officially. Actually. I think it's our fifth year. So, actually. yeah, uh, I believe the 2015-16 season was oh yeah, the yeah first yeah. was the first year we started doing this. Right. So, oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Because I remember we talked about McDavid being drafted. I think that was like one of our first topics. Was yeah, about it McDavid. was it was one of the first topics that we yeah, that yeah, we did. That's yes. True. Okay, so 2015. Okay, so yeah. I think it's our fifth year. Is it? Am I not doing math? Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure the fall of 2015 is when we really got going with it. But uh, we did uh, have some episodes uh, in the summer. Yeah. But uh, ne- nevertheless, uh, four and a half, five years, however long it's been, to get to two episode, uh, 200 episodes, something crazy. Um, and uh, we just wanted to thank every single one of you for being along for the ride. And uh, we're going to take you on quite an adventure because um, there was some all-stars that uh, really got stiff-armed by the league. Yeah. One in particular that we'll talk about later, Brett. Um, where are we going first? Yeah, so we're going to go by division. Um, and we're going to start off with, uh, well, perhaps I, I think... Both of us know which one's the biggest snub of all time here yeah. on the All-Star Game. But uh, so it's perfect because we're going to start with the Atlantic here. Uh, so first, I'll just mention the lineup here. Um, I guess I'll also mention who are the last man in candidates as well for each division as well. But um, I have a feeling we're not um, we're not going to go too depth into that. Um, but so for the Atlantic, uh, the Pasternak, of course, is the team captain there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jack Eichel, uh, Bertuzzi, Huberdo, Duclair, Matthews, Weber, Shea Weber, um, Victor Hedman, uh, Tuka Rask, and uh, Frederick Anderson are your goalies there. Um, I assume you guys know which team those guys are. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, the, the biggest snub um, in, on this list is Brad Marchand, um, mm-hmm. for sure. He not, not only because, I mean, I think this is getting to conspiracy theory here, but um, 
I'm pretty sure, I mean, it's not really a conspiracy theory because it's probably pretty true, um, but I have a feeling because of Brad Marchand's uh, reputation um, and his, uh, the factor that he's, you know, not necessarily the uh, best representative of uh, NHL, that I think the NHL did not want him a part of the All-Star game. Um, he wasn't even nominated for the last man in uh, candidate. Mm-hmm. Having said that, he is currently fifth in the league in points. He has 20 goals, 40 assists um, in 43 games. Um, that's absurd. Um, you know, he's a big part of why the Bruins are one of the best teams in the league right now. Um, and just behind David Pasternak, um, in that points race as well. Um, so it's like, and he's the captain. So it's just a weird situation in that regard. Um, and by far, like, and Jack, I mean, Jack Eichel's there as well. I was going to say by far the leading point getter um, in this, in the division, but that's not true. Uh, Cause uh, Huberdo is also in there. Eichel, Matthews as well. Um, which I guess takes you to the different issue, which is like, I was looking here and I'm not, so there is that team rule. Um, and without it, um, I'm not sure if like guys like Duclair or Bertuzzi would be in otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And you also need defensemen. Um, although, of course, Duclair has been amazing and Bertuzzi is kind of an interesting Detroit representative there. But, like, you know, I, it's hard to mention, like, you can't take Eichel out. You can't take Huberto out. You can't take Matthews out. And then you need defensemen. And even if you were to take out defensemen, Shea Weber and Victor Hedman have been, like, the two best defensemen um, in the division as well as like you need two goalies and two Garask and Frederick Anderson have been really good too. So um, I'm not really sure who you take out. Um, and then, but like even still, there's this last man in candidate stuff, which is all the other, you know, just the uh, players can, uh, fans can vote for this player and stuff. So you would think Marshawn would be a part of that. Um, but instead, Bergeron's the Boston representative there, um, which is fine too. Um, Darlene uh, for Buffalo. I should feel like I should mention this now that we're there uh, on this rant. Uh, Dylan Larkins, the Detroit representative. Barkos, the Florida representative. Domi is the Montreal. Uh, Peugeot um, is Ottawa's. Uh, Stamkos and uh, Mitch Marner um, for Toronto. So, um, so the only thing I would say is, is that maybe you would have Marshawn as the last man in candidate instead of Bergeron. Cause it's like, you know, now it feels like it's an attack on Marshawn from the NHL because Bergeron has been pretty good, but Marshawn's been on the same level as David Pasternak. So it's, it's, it's a little strange to have Bergeron in there. Um, yeah, so uh, done with the rant. Um, wh- do you have anything else to say about this? Well, I'm going to add more fuel to the fire because I don't think 
you sound crazy at all when you say, you know, Brad Marchand is getting screwed over by the league or, or by somebody. Um, yeah. Tom Galuddy, who writes for NHL.com, um, says, and he says this the day Marshawn is omitted, or maybe a couple days after, he says, it seems that teams or players have input on the selections by hockey operations. And his guess is there was something that led to Marshawn being omitted from both of these lists, not just the roster list, but the last man in list. Yeah. Um, and that's simply because sometimes he's Brad Marshawn and people don't like him and his antics Um, because as good of a player as brad marshall is there are times where i'm just like man that was a stupid play by marshall why did he do that and he's not well liked around this league by a lot of players so what incident we'll never know i'm curious to know how many votes he got because that's one thing taking a look at um the world wide web i haven't been able to get a list of how many votes were cast for player A or player B or player Z? Right. Um, how many votes did Brad Marchand get? And yeah, that's. I'm not, I'm, I'm not a betting man, but I will say he probably got a lot of votes. Yeah. And if that ever gets out, it clearly looks like somebody is out to get Brad Marchand and make sure that he doesn't get into this All Star game because. He has been an all-star before. He is one of the few players in this league with at least 20 goals and with at least yeah. 40 assists. He's on Pasternak's level, and they named him captain of this roster. Um, McDavid and Drysell have 60-plus points. Brad Marchand is on that level. Both of them are in the all-star game. McKinney every well. single, Every single one of the top 15 players at the time of these roster announcements made the all-star team Yeah, except him. He was the only one that didn't make the all-star team on that list of top 15 players. And that to me is very, very telling because if someone argues, oh, his numbers weren't good enough, Brad Marchand's numbers are freaking incredible. Like you can't tell me he doesn't have the numbers to get in the all-star game. He has more than enough numbers. He's on pace for close to 120 points. He's on the verge of his fourth straight 30-goal season, his second straight 100-point season, 40-plus assists for four straight years. Like, if you're telling me that Brad Marchand, a guy with more assists than Tyler Bertuzzi has points, doesn't deserve to be on this all-star team, but a guy like Tyler Bertuzzi is... Like at that point, I just throw up my hands in the air and say, yeah. well, what the heck am I voting for here? True. Like, we're supposed to be putting in the best players. Brad Marchand is one of the best players on paper in terms of stats, and he's been omitted not once, but twice. Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, for sure. And I, the, the weird thing about this is, is more because, like, if this was the Eastern Conference versus the Western Conference, um, I think Marshawn does actually get in, but the thing that hampers it is because there are te- like Detroit has to have a team representative, um, Montreal has to have a team representative, Ottawa has to have a team representative. Um, so that and I mean Buffalo too, but like you know Jack Eichel's really good, um, so <laughs> that, that's 
I can uh, leave that out of there. But like I, I the bad teams part, have to. But the bad teams omitted for the last man in. Yeah. And they put Bergeron oh, ahead yeah, yeah. of him. With all due respect to Bergeron, he's a good player. He's had a good year. Right. But not. Oh, Not oh, a yeah. Brad Marchand caliber type of year. Like, it's a night and day difference. Marchand should be the Bruins representative for the last man in, and he wasn't even that. Yeah, no, that, I mean, yeah, that, no, that's, that's a good point. That's where I get concerned. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, no, I agree with you for sure. And I, I mentioned that on my rant as well. But yeah. I was just saying that, like, there, he's also screwed over on the other end because you were talking about Tyler Pertuzzi. Like, he's in because they needed a Detroit representative. And I was right. about to I was about to get angry about that. Um, but then I looked at Tyler Bertuzzi's stats compared to Dylan Larkin, uh, even Robbie Fabry, Anthony Mantha. Uh, Dil- Tyler Bertuzzi has better stats than Larkin and Fabry and Mantha as well. So I think that had something more to do with it um, for Tyler Bertuzzi, but um, I think it's also just because this is a divisional thing versus the Eastern Conference back when it, you know, back in the other days, um, Marshawn probably would be in um, if it was an Eastern Conference thing versus Western Conference thing. Uh, because uh, there's less space, like in this sense, Tyler Bertuzzi took Marshawn's spot, but, um, you know, but if there was like the Eastern Conference thing, I feel like there's more uh, players that can uh, that can go to this thing, um, and Marshawn would take a spot there. But yeah, no, of course it's concerning with the last man in candidates as well. Um, any other snubs from this team? I was going to mention Fabry and Larkin. I guess Larkin's gonna has the last man in candidate stuff, but. Um, I think maybe Thomas Shabbat, um, but I think that's that's you know you're trying to, but Duclair's good story to see here, like uh, um, you know like it was just last year, um, mm-hmm. around this time where John Tortorella said that he doesn't see yep. Duclair as being an NHL player. Um, and now all of a sudden he's like one of the best players on the Ottawa Senators. Um, he had like a phenomenal December. Um, I think he got, didn't he get like, um, he got player of the month, right? I think so. Um, who's this now? Duclair. Duclair. Um, I don't, I don't know if he got player of the month, but he was, one of the NHL's top goal scorers to yeah. the month of December. Right, right, something like that. Um, I forget the exact stats, but it, he he's I think been he had very... eleven. I think he had eleven goals in December, if okay. I remember correctly. Well, that's still goals. that's pretty good. Um, yeah. Do you know how that stacks up with everyone else in the league? Um, I'm pretty sure that's among the league leaders in terms of goals in December, right up there with Austin Matthews. Oh wow. Okay, so. So yeah, he's been pretty good. Um, I can look that up uh, when you're when you start talking again. But um, yeah, so I mean maybe Thomas Shabbat, but I think it's one of those things where you have to get Pasternak in, you have to get Eichel in, you have to get Huberdeau in, um, and Matthews in, um, and as well as Hedman in. But um, and then 
you know, then you leave off guys like Marner, Stamkos, Barkov, not to mention Brad Marchand. So um, it's it's looking like it's a, it's a pretty good uh, list of players actually um, in the Atlantic because those are all the like, when you look at the point sheet you see like Pasternak, then Eichel, then Huberdo, mm-hmm. and then Barkov's there, Matthews there, uh, Hedman's one of the best defensemen um, in terms of points as well. So I think. Uh, they're gonna be a pretty good team. No bias. Yeah, on, on, on top of that, if you look at the goal scoring race, the top three goal scorers are all in the Atlantic. Yeah. So, um, yeah, exactly. So uh, that that does look pretty good. They might be the favorite um, in the All Star game. So now we go to the Metro here. Um, so the captain was Alex Ovechkin, although it says that he's he's going to take. The all-star game off um so he's yep. either gonna miss the game before or the game after um i think he has a choice with that but um but that's gonna be the the penalty for that but um yeah so uh the other players that got in uh kyle palmary uh from the J- devils uh matt barzal of the islanders Artemi Panarin from the Rangers, uh, Travis Konechny from Philadelphia, Jake Gensel, who just got injured, so he's he's not playing. I don't think they've announced a replacement yet. Um, yeah, they haven't, no. Uh, Dougie Hamilton um, and Seth Jones are your defense. Oh, and uh, John Carlson are your defensemen. And then you have uh, Jonas Corposalo and Braden Holpe as your goalies. Corposalo's uh, also... Uh, has an injury right now as well so um he's but i don't think it's as serious as jake gensel so he may be ready in time but we'll see um and then in terms of last man in candidates we have tara vinen nick felino nico heischer uh brock nelson mika zibinajad uh uh claude Giroux. i almost forgot Giroux's first name there uh chris letang and uh tj oshi um, are your last man in candidates. Um, yeah, as for the, I guess like a, I was going to say there's a big snub in terms of um, the Devils because Palmieri's a strange choice for them. Um, Nico Heischer, uh, I was thinking, should have been like the actual in. He doesn't need the last man in candidate stuff. He's been better than Palmieri. Um, but that's kind of like I'm nitpicking there. Uh, but I think the biggest one on this list um, is Andrei Sveshnikov. Um He's been as incredible as uh, Tavo Teravainen has been. Um, and Tavo Teravainen may not even be in the playoffs, uh, may not even be in the game either with the, as he's the last man in candidate as well. But uh, I feel like Sveshnikov or Teravainen should have been the candidate not to take anything away from Dougie Hamilton, he's been great too, but um, I think it has more to do with the fact that Dougie, like, defensemen in the Metro aren't, are pretty thin, um, and Dougie Hamilton um, is one of the better ones, so it takes away from how good Tara Vinen has been and how good Svezhnikov has been or how good Sebastian Ajo has been, um, but those are the big ones that um, stand out to me in terms of snubs. 
Yeah, in terms of Kyle Palmieri, just taking a look at uh, his stats real quick, um, probably the top, uh, Tyler Bertuzzi of the Metro Division, if it wasn't for the one-player-per-team rule, likely yeah. not in this game. Um, his, his numbers haven't been that bad, actually. He has 31 points in his first 42 games. Yeah. Um, last year, he had 21 goals and 47 points. Uh, seven power play goals this year. Pretty surprising. Right. Uh, five shy of a new single season high for him. 15 goals on the year. Um, needs another 16 to set a career high for goals in a season, which would be 31 if he does it. Um, last season, 224 shots. With top six upside, Paul Mary's a actually a decent player. You're right. Maybe he's sure over him, but... Yeah. Um, He's, he's not a bad choice for the Devils at all. The thing um, the thing with Heischer and Palmieri is that, he yeah, uh, Palmieri has more points than Heischer does, but Heischer has played in five less games than Palmieri. Um, true. And he has a much better points per game average than Palmieri. So it's almost like they're punishing Heischer because he hasn't played as many games as Palmieri has. Um, and he's been better, so that that's that's where I would argue that. But um, yeah, it's I guess it's not as bad, and it's kind of a weird thing to argue uh, as a Devils representative. But um, since they, it's not like any of these players should be in. But uh, yeah, I that that's my case for Nico over Palmieri. With all due respect to Palmieri, maybe the NHL just figured. I mean, Maybe one of the few chances he has to get yeah. in the All-Star game, so let's get him now. He sure is probably going to have more than enough chances in his For career sure. uh, to get this kind of honor, so get yeah. him in while he has the chance. Not I'm also kind of surprised that after all this time, Artemi Panarin hasn't played in an All-Star game. This oh, is his wow. first All-Star selection, and he's posted a lot of All-Star caliber seasons, and this year especially – He's been dynamite for the Rangers. Top 10 point producer. Glad he got in. Unfortunate for Jake Gensel that you'll probably miss this game because he was one of the main reasons the Penguins were staying afloat. Yep. Um, and um, another 20 goal season for him, despite uh, the four to six month recovery, uh, he will finish um, a 20 goal score this year, which is pretty good. Uh, Dougie Hamilton, getting back to Dougie Hamilton for a second. By far and away, the best start to a season he's ever had. The knock on him in the past has been, oh, the first half, he starts off slow. Well, no problems with that this year. In his 31st game of the season, he had uh, 30 points. Um, only Mark Howe reached 30 points in a season faster than Dougie did in terms of Carolina Hartford history. Um, Dougie Hamilton threw 40 games this year. Had 13 goals, 24 assists, 37 points, and a NHL best plus 31. He did that in his first 40 games this year. League leader in plus minus. And uh, did so while averaging 23 31 per game. Great defenseman there. He's been by far and away on, on all fronts one of the best defensemen in the league and one of the best defensemen on the Carolina Hurricanes. So um, definitely deserving of this nomination. In comparison, if you look at his first four games last year, he had just five goals, 13 points, and was a minus 13 
averaging um, 1952 per game, so not even 20 minutes. So it's been a big, big year for him. Um, and uh, I'm glad he got the nod. Um, not surprised also that John Carlson got the nod. You talk yeah. about Dougie Hamilton and his 37 points. John Carlson has 34 points on the power play, and it's only January. Yeah. So that's it's how good John team. Carlson's been. He's been a top 10 scorer. Uh, No-brainer to put him in there. Um, Corpus Salo, I'm glad he got uh, the nomination, even though he's probably not going to make it. Uh, four to six-week recovery timeline for him. Um, but um, it just one of those cases uh, for Corpus Salo where I think goalies are better when they play more minutes. And he wasn't playing that much minutes when Bobrovsky was getting a lot of the starts in Columbus. Now that Bobrovsky's gone to Florida, he's been getting a lot of opportunities and he's made the most of them. So um, the one the one selection that kind of puzzled me a little bit was actually Braden Holtby. Yeah. I know he's been a part of the capital success for the past decade, but uh, – and his record might be decent at 17, seven and four, or that's certainly all-star worthy. 2.99 GAA, 902 save percentage. I'm sorry, that's not all-star worthy. I would rather send Tristan Jerry and his incredible yeah. stats to the all-star game than send Braden Holby at this rate. But yeah. um, I guess they went with the all-star power and um, Holby won over Jerry in that department. But uh, Well, maybe Jerry will be in. Um... Considering Corpusello, considering Corpusello's heard, yeah, he would probably be my uh, first choice uh, yeah. to put in. May, may, maybe Carter Hart, um, if here. it's not Jerry, but we'll see. Um, some other snubs um, probably had to do with him losing time due to injury. Evgeny Malkin, oh, yeah, um, since he's returned to the lineup in his first twenty-one tilts without Crosby. Nine goals, 25 assists, 34 points, 76 shots. The Pens outscored the opposition 26 to 15 at five on five when Malkin was on the ice. In all situations, they outscored the other team 40 to 19. And the Pens went 15, three and three during that 21 game stretch. 1.42 points per game for Evgeny Malkin uh, in his first 26 games. Um, I think he should be the ideal replacement for Ovechkin. We'll see. Of course, yeah. that hasn't been determined. But um, he promised to be fire. He has been fire, and he should be going to the All-Star game. Yeah, Malkin, was, I was thinking about that when you were talking. Uh, Malkin should be in there um, as well. He's not even a last-man-in candidate as well, which is strange, too. Um, yeah. Um, getting back to the Carolina Fords, um, Tara Vanen, Sveshnikov, Aho. Um, they could maybe fill in one of those roster spots if Malkin doesn't. Um, I would possibly include Brian Rust, but yeah. doesn't have that all-star appeal compared to Sveshnikov, who has two lacrosse goals by himself. The rest of the league has zero. So I yeah. think in terms of scale, probably you go with one of the three Carolina forwards, um, maybe even two of the three, depending on how things shake up. But um I, I think one of Tara Bainan, Sveshnikov, and Aho at the very least will find their way in, whether it's injury replacement or last minute. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's a good one. I was also thinking maybe like Zach Wierenski instead of Seth Jones, but I think that's just a nitpick. Mm. 
um, while you were talking. Um, yeah, I, I, I think the offensive numbers, yep. if you're taking a look at the offensive numbers, probably, but if you take a look at uh, the amount of ice time that Seth Jones has been logging, yes. he's sixth amongst NHL blue liners. He's averaged 25-24 per game this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. But, like, I think Wierenski's been better, at least in the last, like, in the month of December. I was looking at this the other day. But, yeah, Wierenski offensively yeah. has shown more upside this year, but... Um, I think Seth Jones is kind of like on the Thomas Shabbat spectrum yeah. where he's logging a ton of minutes and he's one of the league's best at logging those ton of minutes, right. but the offense just hasn't been there. And that's probably cost him a spot on this roster just because there's so much talent, not just on the back end, but up front with the forwards as well. The Metro is going to have a lot of snubs on it um, that yep. probably could have made it on another roster but just because of yeah the so few spots available um, yeah i i guess the thing that makes it strange is the fact that you know the sebastian aho malkin uh Sveshnikov, and there's a couple of other players that were missing um and then dougie hamilton and john carlson have been good for defensemen so i like and the atlantic did two defensemen as well so it's like maybe they didn't necessarily need Seth Jones as good as he has been, um, something like that. But um, mm -hmm. also, uh, so I did some double checking while you were talking. Anthony Duclair and Austin Matthews are were tied in the month of December with goals for the most goals in that in the month of December yeah. um, with eleven. Sebastian Aho, Kyle Connor. Marchessault, Panarin, and Zibanejad all had 10. Um, okay. Um, yeah, so I think that's it for the Metro. Yep. We'll, we'll now go to the Central. Uh, Patrick Kane um, is your is He's your captain, right? You don't have a mark. No, no. Uh, Nate, sorry. Oh, Nathan, uh, McKinnon. Nathan McKinnon is the captain uh, for okay. the Central Division. Got However, it. I should note, and this is absolutely mind-boggling, this is Patrick Kane's ninth career All-Star game. Wow. Jeez. Which is incredible. Yep. So Nathan McKinnon's the captain. Patrick Kane's also in. Um, Tyler Sagan is in. Eric Stolf is the Minnesota representative. Um, Ryan O'Reilly. Uh, Mark Shifley is the Winnipeg guy. Uh, Roman Yossi. Um, is the Nashville one. Petrangelo is St. Louis. Uh, from St. Louis, uh, Jordan Bennington, and as well as Connor Hellebuck um, are your candidates here. Uh, last man in candidates are uh, Jonathan Taze, Kale McCarr, Jamie Benn, uh, Ryan Suter, Matt Duchesne, um, David Perron, and Patrick Laine um, are the last man in candidates who are all trying to get in there um, through that way. Um, in terms of snubs, I was going to say like Patrick Laine and Kale McCarr mm -hmm. and even David Perron, but they're yeah. all um, in the last man in candidates. So I'm sh I, I, I feel like you've put more thought into this. So um, maybe uh, John Klingberg uh, stands out to me. Um, I feel like he should be in or, or at least be considered in the last man in candidate stuff. But um, yeah, I think that's... Or maybe Kyle Connor is another one. Um, yeah. 
as well. But uh, yeah, in terms of, um, I think it's a pretty good list though. So I don't think there are too many snubs right now. Yeah, th this is a roster that I honestly don't have too much of a problem with. Yeah. Um, they they relatively picked the guys that I would have picked. The names that you just mentioned, maybe Miro Heiskanen, yep. either a toss between Heiskanen or Klingberg, I would have put ahead of Ben as the last man in. Uh, I think you make a good point there. Um, you, you were right about um, Patrick Line as well. He, he probably... Um, I, I I would definitely uh, put put uh, him in an All Star game, but Shifley's got a twenty goal campaign, forty eight yeah. points in forty two games, um, close to the top ten in NHL scoring, averaging just over twenty one minutes of ice time per game. Definitely earned his spot, so can't really complain there. Uh, Nathan McKinnon, uh, what can you say about this yeah. stud? It like as of January second. This is his 82-game pace. Yep. 49 goals, 70 assists, 380 shots on goal, 631 shot attempts, and 37 penalties drawn. Like, captain material all the way. Not, yeah. not, not much else you can say, but what a player. I'm really, really glad um, that he was the captain. And three, three of the four guys um that were chosen as captains i figured right off the bat were going to be named captains and mckinnon was one of them like by far and away one of the best players in that division uh tyler sagan um 11 goals and 32 points in 42 games might be considered bs stats considering he's an all-star talent but 10th in the league in shots with 150 on a Dallas team that's more on the defensive side of things, um, 25 of his 32 points coming at even strength, he's had a good year. So um, nice to see him in there. Uh, for Ryan O'Reilly's second straight appearance in the big game, and he remains one of the best face-off men in the league. 38 points in 48 games, that's not bad. Um, Yossi, not too many complaints there. Point-per-game player. Um, 15 points ahead of Ryan Ellis for uh, points by defenseman on the Predators. Um, one of the best in terms of ice time. He's in the top 10 for um, average ice time per game in the league. Um, Petrangelo, people might say, oh, if he, because of All-Star Game in St. Louis, that's the only reason why I got in. Right. He's got 35 points along with 12 goals, so he's had the numbers no, too. Um, Benning, uh, Bennington still pretty good. The GAA isn't nearly as there. Hellebuck by far and away earned his spot. Played almost 2,000 minutes, facing 32.6 shots per game, faced almost 1,100 shots on the year already. Jets would be nowhere without that guy. Um, getting to my snubs, David Perron would be a guy that I would like to see um, just because He's really picked up his play the past year and a bit uh, since his lone year with Vegas and his two years with St. Louis. He's been not a point-per-game player, but close enough to it than he's ever been in his career. And it would just be nice for him to get that kind of honor in yeah. front of the St. Louis Blues crowd. Um, ultimately, I, I, think, I, I think I think I think McCarr, if I had to pick 
a guy that I would want in, it would be Kale McCarr, just yeah. because of the tandem he's had with McKinnon. Like, if you want to draw in ratings, putting a duo like that together would really, really do it and would make for really fun TV. So, um, for that reason, I really hope Kale McCarr gets in. Yeah, um, I'm not sure who I'm rooting for in that in that category. I hope Patrick Line is because I like him more, but. Um, yeah, I wouldn't mind Makar or Perron um, mm-hmm. as well. Um, and then we go to the Pacific here. So the, the the captain is McDavid, right? Yes, the captain is Connor McDavid. Uh, Leon Dreisaitl, um is also going to be uh, there as well, his teammate. Um, and has more points than McDavid at the current moment as well. So well-deserved there. Uh, Matt Kachuk. Um, uh, Jacob Silverberg from Anaheim. Then you got Anze Kopitar, Logan Couture, um, Elias Pettersson. Mark Giordano is your only defenseman here. Um, and then you got Darcy Kemper and Mark Andre Fleury um, as your goalies. Um, and then you have your last. Uh, before you go on, it should be noted Mark Andre Fleury pulled out. Yep. Uh, for the same reasons as Ovechkin, and uh, his spot has been filled by Vancouver starting goaltender Jakob Markstrom. And also, Darcy Kemper may not be ready in time as well. Um, yeah, depending on um, how quick it takes him to get back in the lap, he's currently injured week to week yeah. at the moment. So. Um, there might be a replacement announced there, but we, we do know for sure Flurry is out and Markstrom is in. Okay. Uh, so good to know. Um, I think you did mention that, actually. Um, yeah. And, okay, yeah. So the last man in candidates here, uh, Ryan Getzlaff from Anaheim, uh, Clayton Keller uh, from Arizona, Johnny Goudreau from Calgary, Nugent Hopkins from Edmonton, Drew Doughty from the LA Kings, Thomas Hurdle from St. Louis, uh, Quinn Hughes from Vancouver, and Patrick Reddy from Vegas. Um, I have a couple of snubs here, um, but like first off, I should mention that this should still be a pretty good team because you have yep. McDavid and Dreisaitl who have been on tops of the leaderboards for a while now. Um, yep. And then Pedersen is like, I, I find him, maybe I'm overrating him, but... I find him on the same level as those two as well, so that should be fun to watch if they can, um, if that can be a three on uh, a, a lineup at some point. Um, it is kind of weird that they also have like one defenseman um, on this team. I think that's the only uh, team of the four that have just one defenseman, um, which is a little strange, but whatever. Um, but yeah, so I have a couple of snubs. Uh, first one is uh, Sean Monahan. Um, not to disrespect Matthew Kachuk or even Johnny Gaudreau, but Sean Monahan has been um, really good this year, uh, year especially in the month of December. I was just looking here. He has 12 points in 13 games, so he's really taken off since uh, Bill Peters has left. Um, yeah. um, I mean, also, Matthew Kachuk has 12 points in 12 games, um, and he is an ex- he's more exciting than... Uh, Monahan, um, and so is Gaudreau. Gaudreau is more exciting than Monahan as well, but um, I think Monahan should be more um, should be met representative. 
um, here uh, in Arizona, uh, like not to, uh, I mean, Darcy Kemper has been a big reason why the Coyotes have been pretty good, but um, I was thinking uh, Nick Schmoltz um, has been low-key, a really good player there. Um, he's kind of made up for that trade that Arizona made last year for Dylan Strome. Um, and he has 35 points in 44 games. Um, I thought he should be included. Um, I know that Connor Garland doesn't get a ton of ice time, but like it's funny. I have a phone notification, and it seems like he scores goals at will there. So I thought maybe he should at least get a nod. I don't expect him to actually make it, but I thought maybe he could be a low-key thing. He's been a big fantasy hockey guy for me, so... Maybe I'm more in tune with that uh, than what he's, his value is. And then lastly, probably the biggest one, and it goes in line with the defenseman thing, um, Oscar Clefbaum has had a resurgence lately. Um, 25 points in 44 games um, as a defenseman, um, and he's been a big reason why the Oilers are even scoring in the first place. I mean, obviously, Dreisaitl and McDavid are elite talent. <laughs> And stuff. They have other talents too. That's true. I'm just, but like I'm saying, like the defensive part is like a big, like that's been their issues for a long time now. And now that they have that, he's been a vital part of their success this year. Um, So I thought maybe Oscar Clefbaum could at least have a nod uh, there. But I understand since McDavid and Drysettle are there, you can't really leave either one off. So I get I get that from that perspective, but even like have him instead of Ryan Nugent Hopkins, um, at the very least. Um, but um, so yeah, those are my three that I feel like should have been representative. Maybe Brock Besser um, instead of Quinn Hughes, but I do like Quinn Hughes as well. So um, it'd be tough to replace Quinn Hughes there. But um, yeah, it, it's it does seem like it's a good lineup even still because of. Purely because of David Drysaddle and Pedersen. Yeah, uh, getting back to Elias uh, Peterson. Peterson, Pedersen. Um, <laughs> that that's still that's still something we haven't mastered, even though he's a second year. Yeah. Um, two for two in All Star game nods. Uh, got in last year. He got the nod this year as well. One goal shy of twenty on the year. Solid passer. Tremendous vision. Um absolutely perfect for this event and he's he's kind of like Connor mcdavid like in his first two years where you know like you don't know what this guy is going to do he hasn't really reached his full potential and you're just left in awe and you're just wondering what's he going to do in the next game and i think that's where the nhl really needs to sell their brand you want to put those young guys that really haven't gotten that sort of nationwide exposure in throw them into the spotlight and see what they've got and i think that would definitely that would definitely um put a lot of intrigue on the map and maybe get even more people watching the all-star game um but you know i get uh, going back uh, to the veterans who have the brands and and stuff like that like they 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 have their reputation and their name and and everyone kind of like flocks to that instead of like this Peterson kid that probably half of the modern hockey fan has never even heard of before. Right. Um, so I get why maybe 
That's why Anze Kopitar is on here. Although 37 points in 43 games, that's not bad for a regressing Kings team that's getting older. But yeah. given the choice between like Kopitar or Silverberg or Giordano, I would go with Quinn Hughes all day. Like yeah. Quinn Hughes is for a rookie got 16 power play points. Giordano has 19 points, period. Um, I get if this was Gio who won the Norris Trophy last year, but it's not. Yeah. And Quinn Hughes, in terms of offense, has posted better stats than Giordano this year. So I'm kind of a bit disappointed that uh, they wanted Giordano over Hughes for that reason, but it is what it is. Hopefully he gets in the last man in there. Um Really, really glad Markstrom found his way in. Uh, if you take a look at the workload he's faced, um, he's faced 32.7 shots per game. Uh, several outings so far this year with at least 40 shots faced. I believe he's had one in six straight starts when facing 40 or more shots in a game. By far and away, the Canucks' best player, even, even better than Pearson, even better than JT Miller or um, Brock Besser. Just because if it wasn't for Markstrom stopping all those pucks, the Canucks wouldn't be in contention right now. Like, there have been some games where he's just flat-out stolen two points for Vancouver. So um, I'm really, really glad for Markstrom that he's in there. Uh, hopefully Kemper gets into just because he's been the best goalie in the past calendar yeah. year, or certainly one of the best. Um, and it's going to be tough to, for the last man in candidates because there are some candidates that um, – aren't in the last man in that you could argue probably should be or even be on this roster. You take a look at someone like Jonathan Marchessault, who is ninth in shots on goal with 153. You look at Max Pacioretty, who's third in the league in shots with 181, uh, 40 plus points on the year for him. Mark Stone leading the league in takeaways again, 40 plus points on the year. Um, What's also interesting about this roster is the amount of defensemen you look at the atlantic division they have two defensemen metro has three central has two pacific only has one that's what i mentioned yeah i mentioned that <laughs> so um yeah to add to add to your point earlier brett i think people are cluing in that you don't necessarily need to have the mandatory amount of defensemen Mm-hmm. for an all-star game like if you look at three on three overtime sometimes you'll have three forwards and no yeah. defense on the ice. true that's a good point it's it's all about putting out the best entertainment value out there and if there is a division which it appears is the case for the pacific division where the forwards outweigh the defensemen in, in terms of talent in terms of stats then you can afford to make these kind of decisions you can afford to put david and dry on the ice together yeah that's a good point um i think there's also yeah i was going to mention mark stone but yeah that's a good point in terms of like the three on three it's not i mean as good as defensemen are or valued um in this league now um it's not as beneficial to put a defenseman in in the um in the all-star game because of that three-on-three affect where there's just a lot of like chances on chances on chances and there's no time to be uh, defensive there so um yeah that is a good point in in that regard um it is um before we uh continue just quickly um if kemper doesn't go my 
my guesses for replacement will either be Anaheim's John Gibson or Calgary's David Riddick. Okay. Yeah, that's that's a good choice. Not Martin Jones. Uh, no. <laughs> okay. Good. To, good to know. Um, yeah, I'm actually, you know, actually now that we talked about the defenseman, and I mean, I know San Jose's had a horrific season so far, um, but I'm kind of surprised that Brent Burns or Eric Carlson haven't even been nominated, um, even as the last man in candidate. I know they haven't had as great of a season, but still, you would think that they would at least be nominated for uh, for their for what what they've done in the past, at least, but whatever yeah I'm, I'm a bit surprised as well that uh, couture got the nod over thomas hurdle yeah. although i'm interested to see couture behind the camera because i he's always come across as a very competitive guy that's very very serious yeah. i want to loosen up atmosphere i want to see his personality a little bit more yeah i think he is a i i get the sense that he does have a good fun personality so we'll see um and i guess this is a nitpick but um, I like, and I guess Anaheim has to have a representative, but I'm curious as to why Jacob Silverberg is in there um, versus maybe I, I know Raquel is injured, but I feel like he would be a better option um, or uh, John Gibson. Um, but I guess you need two goalies there, and he hasn't had a great season compared to what we've expected of him, but. I don't know. Maybe that's just a just me situation than anything. Um, okay, let's do uh, predictions here. Um, I think I kind of already told you at once we were talking about this team, but I think the Atlantic has the edge um, in terms of the predictions here, um, and I feel like the the Pacific will also. Uh, we'll meet them in the finals or the third period, as they say. Um, and uh, but I think the Atlantic has the edge. They they win on paper. Um, I'm not sure if they'll win um, for sure, but I think they have the edge just because they have the top guys um, in terms of forwards. They have you know Pasternak, um, Eichel, Huberdeau. Um, Matthews, and if they somehow, you know, even if they get Barkov in or Marner in, um, they'll be a wrecking crew as well as like, you know, Duclair has been one of the hottest players in the league right now. Um, and, you know, Shea Weber's getting going. Victor Hedman's a really good defenseman as well. So offensively speaking, um, and their goalies are really good too with Tuka Rask and um, Anderson as well. So um, I, I I think they do have a good team despite not having Brad Marchand. Um, but, um, and then I guess, yeah, I, I would say I think the Pacific has a good chance, um, but I think I'd lean more towards the Central maybe because uh, uh, it's going to be in St. Louis um, and uh, Ryan O'Reilly, Petrangelo, and Bennington um, could make some noise along with Nathan McKinnon um, and Tyler Sagan and Patrick Kane with them as well. So um, that should be fun. And, and Mark Shifley as well. So they have a lot of good players there um, in the Central. So who is your pick? I know it's I went all over the place there. Um, 
while while um, I'm making uh, my predictions, if you have time, you feel free to throw in uh, your prediction for who gets the MVP because I have mine handy, but okay. you don't have to throw it in. It's up to you. Uh, I will um, afterwards, yeah. The, the thing with this tournament is honestly, like, on paper, they all look pretty solid. You don't really know what to expect in these games. Yep. Um, on paper, though, I think um, the Atlantic has a lot of firepower, and they have pretty good goaltending as well. The Metro is pretty banged up. I don't think they have a, enough firepower to compete with the Atlantic. So Atlantic, at the very least, is going to go to the finals. Um I really like the central division though. From mm-hmm. top to bottom, forwards, defense, goaltending, they look solid. They'll take down the Pacific Division for sure. Um, and they'll meet the Atlantic in the finals. And I think the Central is gonna end up taking it. Nathan McKinnon's gonna be a big reason why, and he's gonna win the MVP honors. Okay. Interesting. Um, yeah, I think the the Atlantic will win. I would I, I mean I as you mentioned, this these games are so unpredictable especially since it's like three on three um, as well, mm-hmm. that added component. Um, so I, I would say, I'm going to say Pasternak um, is going to get the MVP, but um, it could be Jack Eichel. It could be Austin Matthews. You know, the thing with the Atlantic is that they have so many guys who could take over, um, not just Pasternak, but Eichel could, or Austin Matthews could, um, or even like Victor Hedman or Huberto or something like that. So um, I feel mm-hmm. like those guys would be the thing. And I just realized this. Do you think this is the first time that Austin Matthews and Jack Eichel have played? No, they they must have played in Team USA before. I was thinking this might be the first time they've ever played on the same All Star game. It's possible because they've both been injured. I think- I think the one in Tampa Bay, I think. Okay. I think they were in that one as well. I see. That's um, possible. It might not be the first. There, There is, there is. even though probably it would mean that someone gets robbed, there is one scenario I'm kind of hoping happens, is that Drew Doughty gets the last man in. Because then he'd have to be teammates with Mac and Chuck. Oh, that's a good call, yeah. And he also talked bad poorly towards Vancouver. I don't think it's Vancouver. gonna happen though, and I hope it doesn't because there are so many right. players that are des- more deserving. Not because Drew Doughty is bad, but the just the stats haven't been there this year. Right. Um, but if somehow, some way, he gets in, and him and Kachuk are teammates. Oh, that'd be good. I yeah. would love to be a fly on the wall to see what goes what goes down those two. Yeah, days. it's been that a. Um, he also has been critical of the Vancouver Canucks too. So. Yeah, right. With uh, a so team, Peterson that, that and team like that. Yeah, yeah, you'd have to deal with Peterson and Markstrom as well. Um, all right, uh, so that about does it for us here. Um, I think the All Star game is in a month, anyways. But um, I figured. Yeah, yeah, I, b- I believe the final Sunday of January is when it typically okay. happens. The final weekend of January. So, right. uh, if I remember correctly, in fact, I believe it's the weekend before the Super Bowl. Yep. That I believe sense, they yeah. specifically designed it so it doesn't interfere with the Super Bowl. So the weekend before the Super Bowl, which I believe is also the last weekend of January, uh, taking a look at my calendar here, I believe that would be the weekend of the 25th and the 26th is when it is. Don't quote me, but that is my educated guess. I'm pretty sure that's when it's happening. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, it's something like that, but I figured it's 
Um, I figured it's uh, worth it to mention it because, you know, there's not that much else that's happening here. No big uh, international um, I, tournament. I will, that also, I will also add in regards to the last man in, yep. I believe voting for that closes January 10th. So at some point next weekend, we'll find out who the last men in for all four divisions will be. And of okay. course, you know, there could be various injuries and replacements getting called. So these rosters are obviously subject to change, but uh, this is what we know as of right now. You missed my joke that there was no big international tournament that happened um, this week. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my, my team didn't win either. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, wait, no, your team did win. <laughs> Yeah, I know that was sarcasm. Oh, that was part of the joke. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm on. I'm on cloud nine right now. I got it. Got it. Cool. Um, all right, that's it. Uh, you can catch us on SoundCloud um, and Spotify and iTunes. Um, also, our Twitter is Lace Up Podcast. That's where you can we'll probably post uh, when the last man in candidates are in, um, or you know, are announced. Um, and our Facebook is Lace Em Up, although we don't use it as much. Um, yeah, that's about it. I'm Brett Duboff. I'm Steve Ellsworth. We'll talk again in episode 201 of the Lace Em Up podcast.